This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I remember looking at myself being like, you're a mom. Get your shit together. Mm. You are panicking about nothing. And the only person who is suffering is you. And if you keep doing this, your child will suffer. And like, children are going to suffer enough. Like, I'm not going to put extra suffering on my kid. I just remember thinking, like, you got to grow up. But now I can feel a moment if it's coming on or something doesn't feel right. And I can just take a minute to myself. Got to, like, ground yourself. Talk to somebody. Be like, I'm not feeling good right now. Talk me through this. You know? Whoa. And just get through it. Sadler now. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Cat Sadler now. How's everybody doing? I'm Cat. I'm your host. I'm glad you're here. We have a brand new episode every Tuesday. I am particularly stoked about today's conversation. I had known about Jennifer Meyer for many, many years, you know, living here in LA and being a fan of her jewelry company, the fine jewelry that she's been making now for 17 years. She had often been the subject in a lot of the coverage that we did on E! when I was hosting on that network for many years. She was, of course, married to literally Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. So, I had reported on her because she's also very popular. I mean, she's popular, a celebrity in her own right. But, you know, to give you an example, at her 40th birthday party, you know, people like Jen Aniston show up and Courtney Cox. And she's beloved. She's got this gorgeous reputation of just being everybody's friend, being this talented artist. And so I was really excited when I had the opportunity to sit down with her, have her here in the studio in Malibu. And she did not disappoint. I think I was most, most impressed because of just how real and authentic and refreshingly honest she was. 
It's so nice when you've been interviewing people for three decades to just get somebody who is so comfortable in their skin that it doesn't feel like there's any agenda and she's not promoting a a new project. She's just like a girl's girl. And it allowed for us to get into some pretty serious topics, you know, like panic attacks, debilitating panic attacks that Jen used to suffer through, how she recovered from those, how she managed that part of her mental health, what she's doing today to stay right in her mind. And, you know, that allows her to be a a better mom and a better friend. And, She just was incredibly vulnerable, so that is super appreciated from my end because I think what it does for you guys is make you feel way less alone in your own struggles. We so connected on this idea of positive co-parenting post-divorce. Jen is another example of a woman who is just so dead set on doing the right thing, the best thing for her kids. So she really details how she and Toby came to this decision and shares the story of, you know, their divorce and how they decided as a team to move forward and what that relationship between them would look like and how it would look for their kids and even their future partners. So inspiring. Uh, And then, of course, we talk about, what it's like to be a 40-something woman today and raising teens and all that goes into that. So buckle up, sit down, relax, kick back, and listen to a really successful aspirational woman share parts of herself that not everyone does. So I think you're going to love this. Follow Jen on IG. Make sure to go to her website. A lot of her pieces are so stunning and represent and symbolize things like good luck and peace and affirmations and goodness. So overall, her brand as a whole is just about light and attracting that for yourself or for ourselves. And so I'm a fan of this woman. I know you will be too. Here she is, Jen Meyer. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Who does not know Jennifer Meyer Jewelry at this point? I mean, I'm like, Obviously, I do the deep dive because I'm a journalist to learn a little bit more about how the business came to be. But like your pieces are on every famous woman on the planet. That has to feel, does that still feel gratifying to you? Or is it kind of like almost expected because you see it everywhere? No, God, no, not expected. It's so gratifying. I mean, it's so gratifying to see, you know, of course, these amazing women out there who people know who are famous, actors, actresses, whatever, amazing. But it's also equally as gratifying. Like if I see a woman walking down the street wearing a piece of my jewelry, I run up to them and stop them and hug them. And every time my kids are like, that is so embarrassing. Like, why do you think they want to talk to you? I'm like, I don't know that they do. I'm like, but it's it's like the best feeling Mm. to know that there are people out there that love my designs or there's a meaning behind it. And they always have a story and they're always so sweet. And I'm yet to meet someone who's like, don't talk to me. Yeah. You know, they all all have something to say. So it's gratifying on all ends. That 
that must go to show, though, that like that's how much heart and soul you put into the designs because they mean that much to you or else you wouldn't even like register it like that. Right. I mean, listen, I I definitely care about what I do. And in most pieces, there's like a meaning behind it. And there's always like a lot of luck and love. And, you know, I could probably explain all these pieces. that I'm. Well, that was going to be one of my questions because you were talking to a girl. I mean, especially in the last like three or four years, I've been on like this super yoga, healing, personal growth journey, like in every sense and every pillar of my life. And so I'm very much into energetic like symbolism and how that can affect our days and how we move through the world and how that informs every part of our lives, our family, our being moms, our relationships and all of that. And then to see that in your work, um, was that something that you always connected with, like almost like a spiritual sense from like when you were a kid or did that come to be later in life? When did you work that into your jewelry? Where does all that come from? Well, I guess that's a good question. I guess it was always sort of like innately in me. I think you tap into it as you get older and you tap into it deeper and you understand more and more meanings just because you have more experiences and mm-hmm. meet more people and all the things that come along with, you know, getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in designing my jewelry, it must've just been something that was in me from a really young age of just like really believing in that everything happens for a reason on some level and everything is connected. And that when you really like, you know, energetically are feeling lucky and love and happiness and wishing people well and wanting to give so many things come back to you. Yeah. And you don't do, you have to do it from a very pure place. You have to really be, you know, in tune with yourself to do it. Um, cause you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to give someone something to get it back that you'll never get shit. Yeah. But yeah. more energy, you know, mm-hmm. energy from good people, energy from the people you want, friendships you want, relationships you want, you know? Yeah. So you were kind of always like that as a teen girl. Let's say that you like back when you were Ruby and Otis's age um, and you were really like coming of age as a woman. Would your friends have described you like that? Because I see you now. I mean, like you, I'm just from Google, like who has a 40th birthday party where like Jennifer Addison's there and Courtney Cox is there and like every like every friend that I think the average person who isn't connected to Hollywood would love to have at their birthday party shows up for you like Aww. on the regular. So were you kind of always like that amongst your circle of friends in high school, just kind of like a light and a good energy? I mean, listen, high school is rough. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You know, I'm going through yeah. it with my kids right now. And yeah. I remember, so I probably had some, I probably wasn't always like that. You mm. know, I'm sure that there were days where it's whatever, but I was always, you know, I can be outgoing and I can talk to anybody, but we all have insecurities. So I think growing up, even in high school or college, there's a lot of times where I was, I'd go somewhere and I'm just like silent Mm. and I just kind of observe. And I just am like in my own space because sometimes it's hard to like be out there. And then some people be like, yo, Jen Meyer's such a bitch. I'm like, no, Mm. I swear I wasn't being a bitch. Like I just was like, didn't know what to say, you know, or I was just like in my own space, just trying to like keep the peace. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'd like to think I always tried to give good energy and, you know, 
be light and be easy and be happy. I'm, I was always very chill. I was always pretty like go with the flow. I don't know if it had, it was like people pleasing tendencies mm. or just really go with the flow, but it mm -hmm. always was easier for me when people around me were happy, mm -hmm. just like made my life easier. I think my parents, you know, getting divorced when I was eight years old, I just always wanted to keep the peace in my family. I always wanted to make sure that my little sister was good, mm. that like no one had to worry about me. So I internalized a lot of things, Yeah, you know, like, don't worry, I'm all good. I'm all good. Sarah Foster, my best friend, always says like, you don't need to be Jen all good Meyer. Like, it's okay to have moments, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, which was a really good lesson for me. Yeah. And then in my like late 20s, I started getting panic attacks. Mm. Mm. And that really throws you off mm. energetically, mm -hmm. you know? So, mm -hmm. and that's also around the time that I started my jewelry company. Interesting. So, and had a baby. Uh, yeah. So all yeah. these things yeah. happened yeah. at once. Yeah. I heard, didn't you end up in the ER? While, uh, was that while you were pregnant or right after having your baby? That was after having my second baby. I oh, ended up in the emergency okay. room. That was, that was a crazy experience. Do you think the panic attacks came from you know, sometimes swallowing, like you were just speaking. It's so funny you just mentioned and described your childhood a little like that. You know, if you do deep therapy, they call that like the cheerleader child in, right. in these systems, we're right? We're good, we're good. Sunshine, bring yeah. the sunshine, keep mm -hmm. at peace, like avoid yeah. the turbulence at all costs. You can be the anchor in a way. And so we yeah. kind of perform to try to always like bring the light and everything. But if you swallow and swallow and swallow, and then you wake up one day, sometimes that's where the panic attacks come from. Yeah. Did you connect all that when you were, I mean, it does just sound like you had a lot on your plate. You're having a baby, you're birthing a business, you're, and then boom, like everything comes kind of crashing in. I think my panic attacks started, I mean, in all honesty, like at the time I was dating somebody who was in the, a very public person and in the public eye. And at the time there wasn't like Instagram or things like that. So that was at that moment in our lives, like he was a very followed person and you'd leave the house with 10 cars following you mm. and anywhere you went, there would be something. And that was like the Us Weekly days, yeah. you know? And for me, that wasn't my life. That was his life. But I got sort of you know, I became my life. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that world was, although like those are my friends and that's the way I grew up and knowing all of them, that wasn't mine. You know, I just was like just a part of it, but not ever, you know. Closely it's, adjacent. It's such a weird thing for me yeah. to talk about because it sounds so like, what? It's so great. Why wouldn't you? Whatever. But the time, like that was really overwhelming for me. And so much happened in my life at once. And I think I just couldn't. I, I didn't know how to balance it. And people, you know, would say really mean things and mm. on the internet. And there were people who were stalkers and there were things like that. And it was really scary. And I think one day I was like, I just didn't know what was happening. You think you're gonna, you're having a heart attack because mm. a panic attack feels like a heart yeah. attack. Yeah. And yeah. So there were a couple of years where I just had really, really, really bad panic attacks and they come out of the blue. Mm. You don't yeah. expect it. You, you can, can be like grabbing an apple from the island and suddenly you're having a panic attack. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, the person in the red dress that if someone's wearing a red dress, it makes me panic. It's like out. You don't know where it comes from. Mm. And everything was amazing in my life. Everybody's happy. 
healthy, was worried about nothing. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, but I was dying. Mm. And I had to work really hard when I was pregnant. I realized like panic attacks are not an option in my life anymore. And I had to sort of switch my mind and stop having panic attacks Mm -hmm. and just bring it down and just Mm -hmm. like create a life of like good, calm energy and really surrounding myself like with people and friends that just love you and want the best for you and are your cheerleaders. And I always had the best family and I really do have the greatest friends. And I think you have great friends. You're talking about all the people that show up for me. Like, damn, I am so lucky. I have, you know, my friendships are 20 years plus and that's rare. Yeah. So lucky. And listen, you, you have great friends by being a good friend. Sure. By being a good friend and just people showing up for each other, no matter what, it's really the times that, you know, that are not the birthday parties that matter. It's the, the couch at 1030. It's the, you know, the late night phone calls. It's being there. You know, and I am so lucky. I mean, I'm really lucky with my friends. This episode of Cat Sadler Now is brought to you by Wild Grain. You guys prepare to salivate because this is my new obsession. Have you heard about Wild Grain? It's the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for some of the most delicious items you have ever let pass your lips. Sourdough breads, fresh pastas, artisanal pastries. It's so easy. Firstly, every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. I just got a new box. It's my first offering. And there was so many delicious items inside. I don't know where to begin. The sourdough bread, the oh, maple Belgian waffles, the chocolate croissants. I could go on and on. We're hosting actually Greg and his dad and his wife are with us this weekend. You guys know that I'm not particularly talented in the kitchen, but I've become the hostess with the mostest because I just popped out the bread, put it in the oven 20 minutes later, and everyone's like, gathered around the island and we're all fighting over this warm, yummy bread with butter and jam we piled on top and everyone is raving. So I looked like a great host. And I suppose I was because I knew about wild grain. The kids are loving the croissants. It's so easy because think about how many times you go to the store I don't know if you're like me and you think, oh, I'm going to get like a lovely loaf of bread, you know, some sourdough or some French bread. And then a day later, it's rock hard. I am so guilty of always just chucking those in the trash because maybe I'm not ready to make it or use it or eat it. All those problems are eliminated with your wild grain box. You can fully customize it. You can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you like. If you want a box of all bread or all pasta or all pastries, you can have whatever it is you want. Plus, for a limited time, y'all, Cat Sadler now listeners are getting $30 off your first box. Plus, you get free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash cat to start your subscription, 
free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash cat. That's C-A-T-T. It's wildgrain.com slash cat, or you can use promo code cat, C-A-T-T, at checkout. You guys, I'm not joking. Do this, bake these, and call me. So good. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You said that you made a decision. You're like, okay, no more panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds like a switch or like just like a mind decision. Was it that simple or or how did you unlearn having those? I mean, how does one do that? Well, I'll be totally honest. So I had never done drugs in my life. I've never even tried cocaine. Like I've been around it all. I've never taken drugs. I never drank. Literally, I was not a drinker, no drugs, nothing. And then I started getting these really bad panic attacks. And my doctor was like, take a half a Xanax Mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. It'll calm you down. It'll put you to bed, right? Mm -hmm. Basically. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll do anything. But this is coming from a girl who literally did nothing her whole life. My dad scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Basically told me like, if I got too drunk, like, I would throw up my entire life. So I never got drunk or like someone would do something bad to me. So I was like, okay, I'm never going to drink. He also said like, oh, if you ever try cocaine, like literally you could try it one time. It'll give you a heart attack. You'll die. I was like, well, why would I ever do that? (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like, and you won't know it till you try it. You'll just never know that you have a heart condition until you try it. I was like, okay. Okay, that worked. (laughs) Amazing. And then obviously when I got pregnant, you're not, I'm not going to take a Xanax during a panic attack. Yeah. And, and I really rarely took it. It was literally like just in case, right? Like an emergency. An emergency, but saved my life at the time. I mean, it really did. So when I was pregnant with Ruby, I had three panic attacks, obviously never took anything and just like got through it and wanted to just cry and die. But you're like, I got to get through this. And on my fourth panic attack, I was with my ex-husband. We were in New York. It was May, it was warm out. I remember I was wearing like a really short skirt and I had a G-string on, a lot of information. (laughs) And we were in the street and I had a debilitating panic attack. And I had to sit in the middle of the sidewalk and I couldn't move. And I remember sitting on the floor of the sidewalk thinking, oh my God, like this is so dirty. And like my thighs and like my vagina and all of this is like on the sidewalk. Please don't let this harm my baby. But I literally cannot move. And Toby, my ex was amazing at talking me through panic attacks. Like he was 
incredible. It was like he was a godsend during it. And he was sitting with me on the sidewalk, telling me I'm okay, get upstairs, like we're gonna be okay. We got into the hotel and I went into the bathroom and just put water on my face. And I remember looking at myself being like, you're a mom, mm. get your shit together. Mm. You are panicking about nothing. And the only person who is suffering is you. And if you keep doing this, your child will suffer. And like, children are going to suffer enough. Like, I'm not going to put extra suffering on my kid. I just remember thinking like, you got to grow up. And now, when I didn't have another panic attack, but now I can feel a moment if it's coming on or something doesn't feel right. And I can just take a minute to myself. Got to like ground yourself, talk to somebody, be like, I'm not feeling good right now. Talk me through this, you know? Whoa. Just get through it. Wow. God, thank you for sharing that. That sounds horrific, but also so deeply beautiful in the sense that like it, it, when you thought of your own child growing mm -hmm. within you, that that was the moment where you like almost just so selflessly like I can do this, if not for me, for her. But I also like, it's like that was my moment. But I also know that like when I talk to people now about panic attacks, it's like, doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're a mom. It doesn't matter on any of it. It's like, we have the power over our own minds, really, to get, to get some control, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's not always easy for me. Mm -hmm. And there are days where I am like, help, I need help. Yeah. I cannot take it. Like today is not a good day. I'm feeling shitty. No. I'm feeling sad. I don't like it, mm. but we're strong, yeah. you know, we're strong. What a great example for your own kids. I mean, for them to be able to see you and that's kind of like your messaging in the household, that's pretty freaking amazing because that is just like every time someone like yourself tells a story like that, the rest of us can exhale and go, okay, we got permission to just feel like yeah, it's we're not crazy. Okay. We're not crazy. We're not alone. It's interesting. You're talking about the mind because I just in this chair yesterday, literally had a girl, her name is Katie Horwich. And she wrote a book called want yourself. And it's mm. all about the mind. It's yeah. all about the power of thoughts. It's all, all of her teachings are about self-talk and how, you know, absolutely asinine our own mind can be, but the power, like you're speaking at the end of the day, we have a choice. Yeah. So it's like doing those exercises, getting those muscles, tightening those mind muscles so that we can combat this shit that is daily that comes to all of us it's yeah. daily on the daily it on is. the daily it's, a, it's it never ends does it i mean it's it's a lifelong practice yeah it's a right lifelong. oh my god <laughs> but i'm happy that you you found your way out of that so that's good that's i good did news. find my way out but i think once you experience certain certain things in life like they are in you so yeah. you can get triggered right there's a fear of that because you never want to go there again yeah so there yeah. are moments where i'm like Ooh, today's a tough one. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's when you call your best friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you meditate. That's when you listen to something that's going to make you feel good. That's when you feel the, you give yourself permission to like break down and mm -hmm. not be so strong. How much of your like daily self-love and mental health practices do you think keep that at bay? Because I know, I know you're a Pilates girl, right? 
Or you do some form of Tracy exercise. Tracy Anderson. Moses. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Tracy Anderson yeah. gal like myself. Yes. Well, I say that I've done her like once in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that anymore? Yeah. Sorry, Tracy. <laughs> um, but so you you do Tracy pretty much on the regular? I do. I do Tracy and I do do some Pilates. Uh-huh. And, and how like important, because that's again, another thing I speak about all the time is like, even if people are just walking, like for me during the pandemic, if it weren't even just the ability to walk out my front door and walk for like an hour, I think I would have actually lost my mind. Yeah, me too. Listen, working out, I'm not a workout girl. I don't really like working out. I yeah. just, I don't like it. I'm not into it. I don't, it's not like I need to get my workout in today when I go on vacation and I am in Cabo for a week. I am drinking margaritas, eating chips and salsa the whole time, quesadillas, and not, I don't know where the gym is the whole time. Like, I'm not like, I got to move. But I will tell you, I mean, obviously it's scientifically proven. When I work out, when I take that hour to myself in the morning and I sweat my ass off and I do that, I am just a happier person. I just feel better. Mm-hmm. So I really try and work out like four days a week at minimum. It's really helped me. It really has helped me. And when I don't work out, not that day, I necessarily don't feel it. But within a week, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing great. Yeah. I got to got to move my body. Yeah. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or Flibanserin, is FDA approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. If you feel like you've lost your desire and you want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today. Or go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use code CAT for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. Well, only because we're already on this health topic, I spend a lot of time talking to women who are in their 40s or Mm -hmm. 50s or maybe late 30s, whatever, Mm -hmm. about this idea about midlife Mm -hmm. and being a middle-aged woman Mm -hmm. and all that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about you, but like for me, probably when I hit my mid-40s, that's when I started really feeling different in my body, like Mm -hmm. physically like what is going on? Who is this firstly, this alien that's like inhabited me? Like, I'm like, who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. I had my 
first hot flashes. Like I have like a swelling and a bloating that I never had before. Like all of these like really foreign things started happening to me. And the more I was talking about it on social media, the more I just heard from other women going, oh my God, thank you for talking about this because mm-hmm. I, I feel like nobody's talking about this. Right. And there was this idea of perimenopause and, you know, menopause is such a dirty word or it had been. Nobody was like having these conversations. Yeah. So where are you at in that journey and how, or, or is it not happening to you yet? Or how are you like just even approaching aging? I mean, I, I remember listening to something that Oprah said and she was like, everyone needs to be so proud of every birthday because the alternative sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're either getting older or you're dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, we got to appreciate it. She said that on her 50th birthday. I same. Really? I know the show because I don't even I've, know. I've quoted it like a thousand times because she she turned 50 and she said, if you lie about your age, you're denouncing every experience you've ever yes. had. It's like such a disservice to your life. So yeah, weirdly, right now in my 40s, I've never felt better. And I really think that that is coming. That comes along for me, with my mental state. And I mean, it's not been an easy road. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like going through divorce sucks and reinventing your life in a different way is challenging and, you know, all of those things. But like, I somehow turned it into like a real positive. Mm -hmm. Again, I hate being like, I'm so, everything's great. Days suck. There are days that suck. You know what I mean? You got to go through like a lot of the, you know, go through the trenches or whatever. But I also think working out has really helped me. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. cannot diet. I don't, it's like, I just don't know how. I've never gone a day without bread, but (laughs) I also am just like everything in moderation. Yep. But it sounds like you're kind to your body and and yourself. Yeah. I noticed when I had all my hot flashes, I was like, Stress is a big part of it too, but I was having like a terrible breakup and then like I was drinking way too much and like, no wonder, like it triggers all those hormonal imbalances. But when I'm choosing more healthily and I feel better, right? And I'm working out on it, then, then yeah, you're able to keep a lot more of that at bay. And also like keeping good people around you. You know what I mean? Not being in unhealthy relationships, not being in unhealthy friendships. You know what I mean? Not being in an unhealthy work environment. Like that kind of stuff, you said, okay, you ended up in the emergency room. Everything in my fucking life was unhealthy. Mm. Everything. Not, by the way, I wasn't drinking. Mm. I wasn't doing anything bad for me. Like I wasn't eating fast food. I, all that kind of stuff. Every environment around me was, to- being, was toxic at the time. And I got sick. I got so sick that it became physical for me, literally, and ended up in the emergency room at four in the morning, thinking I'm dying. And that was not even from a panic attack. That was just literally my body being like, Shutting down. you are, you got to get your shit together. Do you know in that moment when you're at that rock bottom, the why? Like, oh, this is toxic. These are, these are all of the variables in my life that shouldn't be here. Or does that come later? You know, it takes a little bit of time. It's not like I had an aha moment, you know, but I would say within a couple years after that, everything started to shift in my life. Mm -hmm. Every, I had to, I changed a lot of important things, Mm -hmm. you know, was Mm -hmm. 
working with the wrong person at the time that, you know, created a very tough environment for me. I was not in the right marriage. Thank God he's now my best friend in the world. Like literally my ex-husband, I would just run through fire for him. He is so Mm -hmm. phenomenal, but we were not meant to be married. And that's really scary to figure out like, wait, we don't want to be married, but we care about each other so much. How do you, what do you do here? You know? Mm -hmm. So when you start to really go like, these things in my life don't work for me, but they're so scary to change. Those are the things that like, and you don't change them overnight, but you got to, you got to know what feels good for you and what doesn't. It's being honest with yourself. Right. It's so easy to not be. Yeah. It's so easy to keep the machine moving and keeping going and the hamster wheel of life. And then you have the demands of a business and your children. And it's like so easy to go, I'm just going to put that over there for a little bit. And then I'll just put that over there. Yeah. And then it it always catches up, doesn't it? It always catches up. But it is a choice. And I love hearing about your and Toby's story. I co-parenting. It has been one of the joys of my life. I know it's such a rarity. People don't often hear these stories, but my boy's father, Kyle, and I divorced when they were six and two, Mm -hmm. and we were both children of divorce. Mm -hmm. We both saw our parents, like the tension, the squabbling, every birthday party was stressful. The, you know, it was just awkward all the time. And we made a very conscious decision that that would not be our lives, like once the dissolve is there and you make the decision to let go, it's like, we can do this one of two ways. And yeah. it's like, we are going to do what's right for these boys. I'm curious for you and Toby, was it like, was it an instant decision or did that come with time? Or how did you get to the place where you knew that's the way you were going to do it? It came from, you know, okay, well, when you come from divorce and it being a, a you know, my parents were really great friends, but it still wasn't an easy divorce. And there was a lot of sadness in it. And that was really hard to watch as a child. So you don't, when you, you're, when you give your children an experience, that's all, you know, Mm -hmm. as a kid, that's all I knew growing up is that divorce is brutal. And how do you, what, what else are the options? I didn't know any of the options. Mm. And the universe just puts you in situations sometimes. And I've told this story before, so I don't think she minds and I love her so much, but I happened to be with Gwyneth Paltrow one day. And this is right when Toby and I were breaking up and I got to witness a moment between her and her ex-husband with their children. And it was so beautiful. Mm. And she was that like she was so gracious with him and he had just walked into the house and she was like, you want me to make you a quesadilla? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And she was this example of like how to be an amazing mom and how to be an amazing ex-wife and how to make her children feel incredible. And I'm sitting here watching her like I was in the twilight zone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Like, how does somebody do this? Like this, you know, love my mother, you know, but I had never experienced that. And I have an amazing relationship with my mom and dad. Amazing. But I'd never experienced that. And I called Gwyneth the next day and I was like, here's my situation. And she guided me. She's like, you know, and this is like the example of just having like really true friends. And she introduced me to somebody, this man named Dr. Habib Sadegi, who does this conscious uncoupling. Mm -hmm. And so Toby and I got lucky right away 
we had just broken up and I said to him, I had spoken to Dr. Sadegi and begged him to take me as a client. And I said to Toby, I'm like, would you start couples therapy with me with this new therapist? And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? We just fucking broke up. Like we're going to go fucking couples therapy, you know, what the fuck? And I was like, this is for our family. Like I want to keep our family together while us breaking up. Like that is the goal. And he was like, okay, I respect that. Like, let's go, let's try it. And we did. And it saved us. And we did like, I think it was like twice a month, we would check in with each other. And over the years, it just like, I think immediately we knew what we wanted and that we wanted to continue to be a family and not be like, which Thanksgiving do you have the kids? Which Christmas do you have the kids? And just be able to be like, hey, I'm going on this trip. Do you mind if I take the kids? Hey, do you want to come? Like, you know, when Toby had his girlfriend, I'd be like, and I was single, I'd be like, kids and I are going to Cabo. I got you and your girlfriend a room. He's like, I don't know if we can go. I'm like, you can go. Let's go. Let's all go together. You know? So it'd be like a party of five, you know? And I was a single one. And then it changes, you know? I mean, we got really lucky. I mean, with my boyfriend, I think it was week five and I introduced him and Toby because I'm like, here's the deal. There's nothing weird here, but you guys have to be friends because- this is what we do. This is what we do. This and he's is what like, we do. Okay, nice to meet you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you just gotta do your best. Ugh, I love hearing that. It's it's possible. I just I love hearing examples of this because, and I feel for the people who have gone through divorces where you know because I have heard from people who are like, that is an impossibility. It takes one person in that whole formula to fuck it up for everybody because if they're not on board, then it doesn't work, right? But what I can say about that is, yes, it takes two to tango, right? You've got to, people are like, that's so lovely that you have that experience with your ex, but like my ex is such an asshole. Like, I don't know how to do that. It's not so easy. And you're absolutely right. Like one person can mess up the entire thing. So in that, I would say like, listen, keep your eye on the prize. It's like when you're in labor and it is impossible and you're like, I am not going to get this baby out. You always get the baby out. You know, you got to keep your eye on the prize yeah. and you got to just like push through literally figuratively. Yeah. So it's like treat everyone how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And eventually, mm. God willing, mm -hmm. it will come around, but you will never, ever be mad at yourself for being kind. You will never be mad at yourself for like doing your best for not screaming at the person, yelling, just like, ah. mm. and let me say, Toby and I have, there had been days where he's probably like furious at me or I'm furious at him, but I don't remember those days because there's so many more days where it's just like, he's my ride or die, mm. you know, like when it comes to the kids or it comes to the family, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta make it as good as you can from your side. And then hopefully most of the time, Somebody is like, I'm fighting a losing battle. But, you know, it's like, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta do your best. And the, it's not always easy to do your best, but you gotta do your best. And look, you have a whole new family, well, right? Yeah. No, I know. It's, I, it's, it's especially gratifying when your kids register it, when yeah. they get old enough to know. Yeah that maybe it's not the most typical setup. Like, you know, my situation was so 
lovely that it, it, my kids were like, well, then why'd you ever divorce? Because, right. you know, there's that question. Because it's like, if we're doing vacations, similar to like what you yeah. were describing, we're on vacations and this is so ha- patty cake happy. <laughs> why did you divorce at all? I'm like, well, that's more complicated, right? right? It's a little more complicated, but it is great. And I remember I was, um, I was interviewing Orion's like interviews for high school and he had had an interview with a faculty member. And then I then did my own interview with the faculty or whatever. And this person said to me, they're like, whatever you guys did, knowing that we were divorced, knowing that it was like, you know, very modern day situation. He's like, that kid is the result of that. Like he noticed that he felt that like bravo. And like, as a parent, that's what, I mean, wow. To know that that is imprinting on your kids that way is pretty special. Yeah. So I'm curious, are, are your kids aware? Like how, how great that is? I mean that, yeah, maybe mom and dad don't live in the same house, but this My is a kids pretty better cool. Fucking better, <laughs> fucking better know how great it is. I'm tell them. Um, you know, because uh, that's that is lucky. Because you do hear the 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 endless horror stories of yeah. you know divorce and like parents can't be in the same room and like it's just so heartbreaking when I hear that. And by the way, know that it's a little too close to home. And it's just like I, it's just very, it's very like, sad. I think there's something interesting. You know, when your kid comes home, so and so was mean to me, or so and so talks shit about me, or so and so is just hurting my feelings or bullying me. You want to <laughs> go to that kid and yeah. say you're hurting my kid and it's rude and that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't yep. do that. Mm-hmm. You want to fight for your kid, yeah. right? Yeah. Mentally, emotionally. Like, so I always try and think like, okay, how do you want your kid to feel? If you knew you were ma- like, I'm inevitably going to make certain things hard for my kids. I, it's unfortunate. I think I'm perfect, but they, you know, <laughs> no kidding. But I will make certain things hard for my kids. Like, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll talk about me in therapy at some point in their life, you know? But if there's certain things I can consciously do that I know will make their life easier, like have Thanksgiving with their dad and them, you know, I mean, I'm always going to do that, you know, and they are better off for it. And I think they do know how lucky they are, you know, and Mm -hmm. they don't want us back together. Thank God, because we're not getting back together. They like the best of both worlds, you know, but like I was just in New York with them this weekend and it was with my boyfriend and my and their dad and my kids and like there's no weirdness like it's great it's easy it's it's no problem but it takes work yeah. it's so much work right. and you got to be consistent with the work just like anything i mean it's work worth doing isn't yeah it, it just is consistency is key yeah unfortunately i want to know did you always want to be a mom always always oh yeah Definitely. I always wanted to be a mom. It's the best thing. I keep like every day now, like, you know, Ruby will go to college in two years. And like when I hear the screaming in the house or the loud music or, you know, her being like, Otis, you know, or whatever. And I just keep thinking like, you know what? When she's at college, I'm really going to miss the, I'm going to miss it. So just appreciate it, you know? Let me tell you, yeah, I know. <laughs> my youngest just went, he's a freshman. I came home like just two months ago and I went to his closet. I literally put on all his clothes. I was oh, like, I'm I such a hot mess. I get it. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Wow. College. But you're in it. I mean, the teenage years, whoo, because, you know, I have a lot of friends having toddlers and like babies even right now, younger friends of mine. 
But the teenage years are special because I found that it's just nothing is as obvious. Like when they're little, you know, it's like they need to eat. They need their diaper changed. You know what gear to get? Like it's a little more like putting together that puzzle. And when they're teenagers, I mean, there is like there's never been a manual, but it's a totally different type of season, isn't it? It's every time I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, what is happening? Yeah. And girls can be really mean to other girls yeah. and it breaks my heart to watch. And yeah. my daughter's such a sweet soul. She really is. And when I see other girls being tough, it just mm. really, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, it feels painful now, but I promise there'll be a blip on the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like surround yourself with a couple good ones. And you're going to get through it. Yeah. High school is tough. Yeah. You know, high yeah. school is tough. It always was and it still is today. Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Exactly. I want to talk about your brand. I want to talk Great. about Jennifer Meyer jewelry. I want to talk about, I I mean, I where have I been? I didn't know there were fragrances. I didn't know there were body creams, like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, but go back to the beginning for a second for us because- I know that it was very important to you early days to be a hundred percent owner to mm-hmm. like really do this on your own yeah. and create your dreams and bring it forth. And, you know, bravo. Cause how many businesses like start and fail and how many businesses, you know, people might have a successful business, but you know, over time they barely own any of it because they're giving so much of it away to just invest, to continue to grow and to be profitable. But you've really built this extremely successful company. Thank you. How many years has it been now? 17. 17. Your other child. Do you call it your other child? Wow. It is my other child. Wow. Yeah. What today makes you most proud of what you've built? Oh, man. I think that people still love the jewelry and still buy the jewelry and, you know, that it has meaning to so many people and that it keeps growing and I have this beautiful team and I don't know. There's so much. There's so much. What's been the most difficult part? Like, because, you know, you're sitting here, I can say, gosh, people still love it and it's timeless and that's so amazing. It should be celebrated, but none of that comes without sweat and challenge and hardship or, you know, adversity along the way. Like, I think, I think that the most difficult part or the most difficult parts. I mean, you know, there's certain things you can pinpoint at certain times, but I think really just staying true to yourself and to what you're building Mm -hmm. and not worrying about what other people are doing around you or how successful somebody looks or that something isn't doing as well and why. It's just like, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about what other people are doing or not doing. Mm -hmm. Worry about what feels authentic to you. And I think that that can be the most difficult is just like keeping the peace within yourself and not putting that pressure on yourself that you need to be something more than you are because somebody else is doing something different. You know? Yeah. I think there's definitely, if you're going to pinpoint certain moments, you know, I had a 10-year relationship with Barney's that was a massive relationship. And I did extremely well at Barney's. I mean, you know, you're making so much money there. I'm not, you know, and overnight it closes and that's your biggest account at the time. And they owe you 
so much money. Mm. I mean, so much money that could, you know, ruin an entire business. And those are moments where you got to be like, okay, do you sink or swim? You know, how do you pivot? And there's no time to sit there and be like, woe is me. Those are the moments you got to be like, all right, let's go. What's the plan? You know, and pivot really quick Mm -hmm. and figure it out, Mm -hmm. which we did. Mm -hmm. So those are the moments that are, they're hard, but you got to like hop to it. Yeah. You know? And speaking of hopping to it, like when you first started your business, I'm thinking of entrepreneurs who are listening, who have a dream or have a passion and they've so wanted to start their own business. Like what advice do you get, give them to get going? Cause I feel like so many people have an idea, but you know, fear sets in, or maybe it's just the, maybe they don't have the finances to get it going. And like, it can be a little paralyzing just when you want something so bad, but you just even getting that first step, like where to begin. So I had no experience in jewelry. I had no clue what I was doing. I had no idea. And I wanted to design jewelry. So I started to go downtown into Beverly Hills, into Culver City. And if it said jeweler on the door, I went in and talked to them. And I had an idea for a leaf and it was a shitty sketch of a leaf. And I had no idea that there was a price of gold. I had no idea that you made a mold. I had no idea how to make a piece of jewelry. And Thank God nobody gave me any money or anything because I saved my money and figured, okay, I've got a small amount of money to do this with. And I think over like months and months and months and months, I had saved like, I don't even know, it was like $7,500 at the time, which to me was a massive amount of money, but I'd saved it all myself. I mean, everything every single penny, whether that's you saying like, I'm not buying those pair of jeans this month or Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. not spending this money. I'd saved, I saved my money. I, I will full disclosure. I did live with my boyfriend at the time. So, and he did not make me pay any rent, which was really nice. So I saved all of that money and I was like, I'm saving it. So I saved money and I figured like, what better to blow this on than a dream if it doesn't work. And I taught myself how to make it. And like one guy would charge me $500 for a mold. The other one would charge me $75. Then they would say the gold costs this much. The other one would say this much. And I just sort of did the math and started to figure it out. And I made these pieces. And for me, my whole business is on that investment. Everything I've done is just from that. There has never been money taken, borrowed, none of it. Thank God knock on wood on this chair. So the advice I would give to somebody is depending on how much your product will be, depending on what you want to make, depending on what you know the investment is, the best thing to do, which I didn't have, but in retrospect would have been nice if I did have, I didn't have, I think you have to make a plan. I think you have to have some sort of outline for yourself of what you want to do or where you see it going and how you're going to execute and not worry if it doesn't do great at first. I mean, it took me years to do, you know, great. I sort of had to make a decision at some point, I would say 12 years ago to sort of be like, okay, am I going all in, you know, really going all in. 
and really putting all my focus into this and going to make it incredible. And I decided, yes, this is really what I want to do. And I really want to give it my all. And sort of when I made that shift, it just took off. Do you enjoy, you described yourself earlier as kind of being slightly introverted yeah. at times. Yeah. As, as the owner and boss lady, technically, do you enjoy like being with your team, like going in the situations or are you kind of like, how would you describe yeah, yourself I love as a leader? It. I yeah. love it. My team is amazing. Yeah. So I love being with my team and I wouldn't want to do my business without my team. They're incredible. Yeah. I mean, Caitlin, who works with me, we've been together for 13 years. So it's like, there's just, you've got people like her that are just, you know, I don't want to do without her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my team, they're all amazing. I mean, they're, they're really all amazing and so smart and just, keep the needle moving in a big mm. way. And although I say like I can be introverted, like at a party or certain things, like you really can put me in any room and I will figure it out and start a conversation. <laughs> I want to know everything about everybody, you yes, know? Totally, totally, totally. The creativity piece yeah. and what like lights you up still, because you have trans, not transitioned, but in addition to jewelry, now the home fragrance or yeah. no, sorry, home fragrance, but fragrance and the body care. Well, there's a candle, so that's oh, there is a home fragrance yeah. too. Yeah, okay, yeah. so how is it evolving, and, and what do you want to do next? I think at one point you did say you wanted to do like interiors. Well, you know, I had done, I had done clothing with Barney's for a couple yeah. seasons, which was really fun. I loved to do that. I get like very, I want to do this, I want to do that. My mind goes in all these different places, but I always thought, you know, jewelry is one of those things that when you wear a piece you know somebody for that piece a lot of the times. Like I always remember my mom in a certain watch and a certain, in a certain ring, like mm -hmm. certain necklace, you know, it's like sort of jewelry becomes a piece of you, yeah. you know, and it, there's so much meaning in jewelry. And I always thought that that goes into smell and feel. You always like some people you can smell them be like, Oh yeah, that's cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I love the way Jen smells or whatever. And so smell was always a really important thing to me. And I always thought that that was such a beautiful extension to jewelry, to that feeling of mm -hmm. like the knowing somebody for something. So I wanted to develop this scent. I grew up in Malibu where we are now. Mm -hmm. Malibu was a full on beach town at the time. So I was a little kid just growing up on the beach. And I always loved that smell. Like after you got off the beach and like you sort of smelled like salt watery, but like coconutty from the lotion mm. and, you know, tan and sexy or when you're on that vacation. So I was like, I need to bottle that. Yeah. So I bottled that scent and I love it. And um, that sort of like went into wanting my house to smell like it. So it was the candle. And then with the candle, of course, like I had to make the top as sort of like a catch all, like you could put your jewelry in it and mm. or little crystals or whatever you want. And then the body lotion, I am obsessed with being moisturized and feeling not dry or whatever. So it's incredible ingredients with the same scent. And then I did like a little roller ball because you go into my car, there's lotions and there's perfumes and I just always want to smell it's good. It's very sensory, isn't it? Like yeah. all of the senses. Yeah. And it's just like delightful. I, I like totally get off on that stuff too. It's like, it can make such a difference in just, it's all a feeling, isn't it? I think it's so. all like a feeling like when we are all of our senses are alive like that and or they're comforting like they can like 
invoke different feelings in your day and and change the whole tone of your day yeah. based on how you smell or what jewelry you're wearing or what yeah. candle is in the mix. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really nice. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I like, you know, I'm always, listen, if I could make a million different things of all kinds of things, I would just keep creating different things. Where do you draw your own inspiration from? Are you reading books? Are you filling up on like certain authors? Are you listening to podcasts? Like where do you fuel and nourish your own self? Oh God. Or not um, so much or don't have time. <laughs> I wish I read more. I wish I listened to more podcasts. I would just say, that's a really good question. I would just, I would really have to say around with my friends, with the people around me, you know, you gain so much knowledge when you start talking to people and about their experiences and the things that help them and the everyday things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. You, I, Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I think, listen, I feel like from what I'm hearing you share, like many people could do an edit on their lives because if your friends aren't additive or your partner or like, I just think that's so true what they say, like, you know, who you surround yourself with really does matter. And if you want to elevate or grow or be inspired, like you need to choose people that come into your life that can offer that. I mean, obviously, you know, so we want to all bring something to the table in a friendship, but like, that's the best way to elevate are these human relationships. I was having this conversation with my daughter the other day who was going through something. And I said, you know, and it was good advice for myself. And I said, you know, it's so interesting. We can all have these amazing lives, right? An amazing relationship, amazing friendships, amazing job or whatever it is, right? And then there's the one person that's hurting your feelings or not making you feel good, right? There's one person that's just, damn, that person's just really bringing me down. Mm -hmm. And we tend to concentrate on that one thing that's hurting us, on that one thing in life that's just making everything tough, whether it's that person, whether it's that situation you're in or the relationship or the job or whatever it is, we don't sit and take a moment to think like, but this is great and this is great and this is amazing. We're just, all of our energy is into the one thing that's so difficult. And we have to like, as people, do our best. And by the way, I'm guilty of it too. There has been many moments where I'm like, I can't get out of this funk because of this one situation. But if we actually take a moment and we're like, okay, this situation make, make me feel good. This situation sucks. So what am I willing to do about it to like appreciate all the other good stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And again, it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. But I guess, you know, manifestation is real. So concentrate on the good stuff as much as we can to like get to those good moments. Yes. And if somebody or something is not making you feel amazing, you got to recognize it. And not saying you can definitely take it out of your life at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have the power to adjust it, you yes. know? Mm. There's also power in being able to say to somebody, hey, this doesn't make me feel good. This is hurting my feelings. Like, what you said doesn't feel good. Can we please address it? And nine out of 10 times, somebody doesn't even realize how badly they're hurting you. Mm -hmm. And they just needed for you to say it. And then you'll feel better. And they'll feel better. And then you can talk about it. You can be okay. Jen, when you get in your own podcast, <laughs> come on. Notes from Jen. I'll just keep coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm but that's such good advice. 
I, I needed that. I Aww. needed that because I'm a little like you, like, or, or maybe what you used to be like, I, I don't love conflict. I don't Hate like it. to rock the bow. I, I never want anyone else to feel bad. So I often inherit so much stuff and I'll just kind of take it rather than address it. Like I'm so guilty. Of I'm that. the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. It's all good. It's all good. It's yes, all good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, Sarah yes. will say it to me. You're not all good. I'm like, I'm fine. It's all good. <laughs> I got it. You know, but there is a real benefit in really expressing yourself mm-hmm. and really knowing what feels good to you and what doesn't. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Jen, thanks for coming over. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing of yourself. You guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me on Cat Sadler Now. Don't forget to rate and review the show and make sure you're subscribed or following so you never miss an episode. It sure is a beautiful day. I'll see you next time. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.